Have you ever wondered how Jesus did what he did? How did he remain faithful when so many people turned against him? How did he continue to love people that rejected him? This is Wednesday, July 5th, and we're asking him how Jesus was able to do his ministry, such as how did he maintain focus when the crowds hung on his every word? How was he able to be patient when people refused to believe? How was he fearless in the face of his own death on the cross? Now, maybe you've looked at Jesus as having some kind of power that you don't have, that somehow he did not have the weaknesses common to being human, that in some way he was not fully man. But that's not what Scripture says about Jesus. Now, it is true that he was not born with the sin nature that we have, but he did have all the other realities of our humanity. This is what we're told about Jesus. This is Hebrews chapter 5, verse 1 to 2. For every high priest chosen from among men is appointed to act on behalf of men in relation to God, to offer gifts and sacrifices for sin. He can deal gently with the ignorant and wayward since he himself is beset with weakness. You see, we're being told the value of having a human priest, a human being that represents us before the face of God. And Jesus is just such a priest. Notice we are told that he himself is beset by weakness. Yes, as we look at Jesus, we find one that understands our frame. He knows our weakness and has compassion for us. If this is Jesus, we stay with our question. How did Jesus do what he did? Here's our text for today, John chapter 14, verse 8 to 11. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and that is enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or else believe on the account of the works themselves. Now, in this lengthy teaching of Jesus, the Apostle Philip asks Jesus to show the disciples the Father. Why does he ask this question? Well, first, Jesus has just spoken about his Father. Earlier, Jesus said, I and the Father are one. But second, I think it's because this is the longing of every person, every Jewish person, but every one of us, to behold the face of God to enjoy communion with God. We were made for God and our hearts are restless until we find our rest in God. That's how the church father Augustine put it. Now notice Jesus's response. He says that seeing him is seeing the father. He says that the father is in him and he is in the father. Do you see what Jesus is doing, what he's done? He has located his identity, not in himself, but completely in the Father. You see, we feel the need to create and sustain our own identities. 
But Jesus has no need of that. His identity instead, his very self, is hidden in the Father. When he is hurt or rejected, or even when he's put put to death, he does not have to protect himself. He has no self to protect, no self-image, no reputation to build, no status to cling to. Elsewhere, the Apostle Paul explained it like this. Jesus, who he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. But he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. That's Philippians chapter 2, verse 6 to 7. You see, Jesus emptied himself of self, you might say, enabling him to become a servant and even willing to give himself over to death for us. All the while, he was completely secure because he located his identity in the Father. Here's the way identity works. The location of our identity determines how secure we will be in life, how much we can risk loving and serving, how much we have to protect ourselves. You see, an identity based on what we build or accumulate is vulnerable to being lost. It is most vulnerable to death. We live in the terror of our death for this reason, but not Jesus. The center of Jesus's reality is not within himself at all. It is in the Father. Everything that happens to him, everything that is done by him, including his own death on the cross, is displaced to a new and different context. Yet at the same time, his way of living is understood to be a true reflection of his way of existing. He himself does not live out of himself, you could say, but from beyond himself, from the Father. You see, he is receiving every day, moment by moment, his identity from his loving Father. Therefore, he cannot be lost. He is eternally secure. In a sense, Jesus never has his own being. He is continually receiving it from his loving Father. This is how Jesus was able to do what he did, to live as he lived, to love as he loved. As he says here, he speaks the words of the Father and does the works of the Father. Okay, now this is one of the most significant teachings of the life we are called to in Christ. You see, in Christ, we are given a new life and our new identity in him one that opens the way for a life of faith and love, a life of freedom beyond fear. Now, suffice it to say at this point that we too are given a completely new self, one that is found in Christ. Let's rest in that today. Would you pray with me? Father God, thank you for showing us yourself in Jesus, your son, and leading us to a new way of life in him. Help us to rejoice in you and to find our lives in you through Jesus. In his name we pray, amen.